Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast, where missionaries come on and tell us authentic stories that they love, and I know that you will too. It's six questions in about nine-ish minutes, because we all know that without a timeline, missionaries tend to get awfully long-winded, and so at least I know I do. And so this morning, we are joined by Brother Jeremy Lockhart, who's the director of our mission board. I'm, I'm privileged to have you on. Thanks for being here this morning. Thank you for having me, Brother Josh. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to this. And um, let's start off with question one and just share a little bit about you and your family and your field. Uh, my name is Jeremy Lockhart. I'm the general director of Worldwide New Testament Baptist Mission. Uh, previously, my family served in Brazil, and I've been married to my wife, Esther, for almost 17 years, and the Lord given us five children. Great. Awesome. And how long have you been back with the mission now, just so everybody knows? Been back from Brazil for about three years and working with the mission almost that long now. So. Great. So well, we're enjoying it, and Brother Lockhart's a blessing to us on this side of the world, so we're so grateful for your work. So um, question number two, then. For you, what is one of the best parts about being in missions or ministry? I would say it's a, a fun job. I get to tell the greatest story that's ever been told, and I get to tell it over and over again all the time. I get to see that story transform and change lives, and I've got the best boss ever. He's the king. He adopted me. He lets me work for him, and he provides all my needs. That's great. Amen. Um, and I love that answer. And yeah, I just didn't think about it in the aspect of storytelling and telling the greatest story. And I love having different missionaries come on because every story ends up being a story about how Christ is sharing himself with the world. And so it really is the best gig ever. So, Amen uh, for that. So, well, question three then. Um, Kind of the inverse is what's one of the more challenging aspects that people may expect or may not expect. Sure. I would say this is a pretty vulnerable question, but the, the answer for me is, is me. I would say by far the biggest challenge is me. My, my old sinful nature, Rujit's ugly old head, tries to take charge, tries to fulfill the missionary call in its own way. And, but when God has full surrender, when God has everything in me, the other challenges that missionaries face, that I face, those are more easily overcome because the Lord's in control of my life. So I would say that the biggest challenge really is, for me, it's it's myself, missionary. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's, I appreciate it. Um, question number four, then. Who are some missionaries that you would say need to be on this podcast to share their story? All right. Uh, number one, I would say, and you may have already had him, uh, Daniel Fetter, missionary in Micronesian Islands and the island of Coast Rye. Have you already had him on? Working on getting him on here. So, Brother Fetter, okay. if you're listening, you need to get in contact. <laughs> gotcha. All right. And number two would be Ben and Lauren Childs, missionaries to Papua New Guinea, a dear friend I went to college with. And uh, they recently, I've noticed, have been on Facebook. They're up in the highlands somewhere, hard to get to their village, but Every so often they come to town for supplies, so I'm sure he probably could have access to internet when they're in town to do something. So I would love to see him on. Yeah, I would love to have both of them on. And so I look forward to contacting them, and uh, I appreciate you sharing those suggestions. And I got one more. Tatiana oh. Cordero. I don't know if you've had her already suggested. Uh, I have not, but I need to. Brazil. 
single lady missionary. She helps two different missionaries in their church plants and she'd be a great blessing, I'm sure as well. Great. Yes, thank you. I look forward to contacting them. So. All right, then question number five, um, what everybody is waiting for is go ahead and take three to five minutes and just share a story that you love about your time serving the Lord. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell a story that there are many misperceptions about the mission field. And uh, I'd like to tell a story of something that happened uh, to remind those that will listen uh, that the mission field doesn't necessarily start when you arrive at a certain place. It's all around us, even as we travel, the missionary travels on deputation, raising his support. And at one point during our time on deputation years ago, I remember struggling with wanting to hurry up and get to Brazil when, when the Lord reminded me that he had a work for me to do right now. And so I began asking God, Lord, would you give me opportunities to witness as we travel and help me to see the mission field that's here now instead of just waiting? And God answered that prayer one day and he answered it many times but this story he answered it in the strangest and most unsuspecting way uh we had scheduled a meeting at a church up in the northeast in a mountainous region and the pastor had given us an address for a lady in the church with whom we'd stay and everybody knows uh independent baptists are usually pretty hospitable you go to a house they've never seen you before and they put you up and who's ever heard of such a thing like that god's people are wonderful so we arrive at this house with the gps the lady answered the door. She kindly showed us our room, gave us a key. We, were, we only met her for two or three minutes. She gave us a key and she said, make yourself at home. I've got to go to work. Uh, it's a beautiful day. There's trails out back all across these mountains if you're interested, she said. So uh, my wife, we had a long day of travel. My wife and two toddlers at the time, they laid down for a nap. And I said, well, I'm going out and enjoy the mountains. And so I go out on a walk, and which with me, that's not the greatest idea when I'm I don't have help because I'm horrible with directions and a sense of direction before the days of smartphones and finding out where your position is. And so I go walking. Um, an hour or two later, I realized, as has happened many times before, I'm lost. And, you know, I'm like in the middle of the mountains somewhere. It's still beautiful out, but I'm thinking I can't do this too many hours or I'm in trouble. And so I walk and I walk and I walk. I walked another hour. And finally, I finally um power lines like the, the big state connecting type power lines the huge ones and you know the big wide moat area and so I, I walk down it and then cross another mountain back through the trees again and next thing you know I'm coming up on a like a house barn some some old broken down buildings and maybe a home but it's off in the middle of, it's just the only thing out there and so I'm like great I, I don't want to get shot at showing up at this place in the middle of nowhere you know I just walked out of the woods and I see three guys off talking in the distance. And so I'm like shuffling my feet, trying to make noise so that I'm heard. <laughs> so nobody thinks I'm sneaking up on them or anything. And, uh, well, I finally get up. Uh, I get up close to the guys and they're all kind of taken aback. Like this guy walks out of nowhere. I didn't drive up. And so I come up to the guys and, and, uh, this is where it kind of get begins to get strange. They, uh, I said, well, I need help. I'm, I'm lost. And they're looking at me funny. And I said, well, who are you and where'd you come from? And uh, that's when it really got strange because I said, uh, I'm a preacher and I, I don't know where I came from. Someone across the mountain. And they're looking at me like, you're crazy. Uh, something's fishy here. And so they're really weirded out. And they say, well, you know, how are we going to help you if you don't know where you came from? And he said, well, where do you need to go? And I said, uh, I don't really know where I need to go because 
I don't know where I came from. I couldn't remember the lady's name. I couldn't remember the address. It was on it was written down on a piece of paper, and then we had gotten there by GPS. And so I'm like, and then all of a sudden it dawns on me. I've got a cell phone in my pocket, Verizon coverage. And I was like, I said, I said, just a minute, let me call my wife. Maybe she knows where we are. And so I called her, and she's at the house where we're staying. And and she says, I says, they're listening to me talk. I'm said, honey, where 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 are we? I'm lost out here in the woods. I found some guys that are gonna help me, but where is the house at? Where did we, where did I come from? And she said. I don't know. You didn't give me the address. You put GPS. And so I told them, I said, my wife doesn't know where we are either. And they're looking at me like, this guy is just whacked out. Something strange here. And, and this preacher walks out of the middle of the woods and we talk and we talk. They're trying to figure out, they're thinking something, this guy's up to no good, you know. And finally, one guy has an idea and he says, okay, if you, I told him the whole story of how we got to this lady's house. So they would believe me, you know, that I was a preacher. We had a meeting at, at the church. We showed up at this house. We have no idea who the lady is. She let us stay in her home, which is weird to a lost person anyway. And um, finally he says, do you think your wife could find Walmart if I took you to a Walmart? And I said, let me call her and ask because I'll call her back. And I said, let me grab the GPS and see if you can find a Walmart. So she finds it. She tells me the address. I tell the guy and he tells me, yeah, that's, that's the right one. And so... My wife wakes up the kids. She, she starts heading to Walmart. This guy, I'm getting in this old beater truck. The two other guys are warning, are, are upset at him. They're like, don't, they're afraid that I'm going to go and shoot the guy, like, or do something to him. And like, they were, they, they were mad at him. They wanted to go with him. I'm like, no, I got it. I got it. And they're worried because some guy come out of the woods and wants to ride. And uh, anyway, meanwhile, the guy gives me a, a trip down the mountain, a bunch of dirt roads. We all of a sudden end up in town somehow. And as we were driving, I began, it was like the Lord just said, talk to this guy. So I began opening a conversation, and I start witnessing to the guy. We get to the Walmart parking lot, and I'm in the middle of the gospel story, and he's like all into it. And so I text my wife, or I call my wife back, and I said, hey, honey, I said, uh, take your time. I'll call you when we're done. We sat in the parking lot for almost two hours, and uh, his buddies called him like twice, three times in the middle of it all, worried, worried that something had happened to him, and he's got mugged him or something and by the time it was done i don't know if the guy got saved then or got assurance of salvation one or the other but by the time he left he knew he was saved and he was excited this preacher walked out of the woods in the middle of nowhere and uh god had orchestrated a story even when i wasn't planning on it and it's just a reminder mission field is everywhere and god has god has people out there and, and ways to do things where you'd otherwise never meet people that you would that you would meet so to me, me how God works things out. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, lost in the woods to spread the gospel. So um, I appreciate <laughs> you sharing that story, and thank you for the reminder that our mission field is wherever we're at at the moment. So I appreciate Amen. that. Amen. All right, as we wrap up then with question six, do you have any language or cultural blunders that you are willing to put on the Internet and share with the world? <laughs> Okay, I'll uh, I'll share a um, a uh, cultural one that um, it, this was really probably a couple of years after we got there. I was speaking the language halfway decent, but um, Brazilians when we lived in Brazil, they do birthdays uh, for little kids. Really, they do them up really big, and um, 
they invite everybody and it's always in the evening when everybody gets off work, the parents come, the kids come and everybody comes and people that you didn't invite come and we're like, we can't do this. I'm thinking American style. We're going to have our own birthday party and just we'll invite the little girls that are the age of my little girl. And you know, the dad's at work, the moms can come, whatever. And so we have a little cheesy American birthday party at our house and uh, had some, you know, we didn't have, didn't have much had some cake and had a few games and they were expecting food and drinks and big prizes and goodie bags and we didn't have any of that stuff <laughs> and, uh, so the people that did come were disappointed they brought presents and i told them they didn't have to worry about it but you don't tell people that they're going to bring something and then well when it's all said and done i found out that there were people all up and down our street people that had gone to the church at one point that we were helping a national pastor other people that had visited and we had offended all kinds of people because we didn't invite them to the birthday party. And I'm mm. thinking, they, have no, they don't even have any kids or whatever. And, but I'm thinking American mindset. And <laughs> I learned the hard way. Birthday parties, if you're going to do one, do it the right way. And then <sighs> otherwise, just stay out of the birthday party business. Which for a while, I think that burned me out. <laughs> We're just having family birthday parties from now on for a while until we figure this thing out. So um, culture, culture can, you can offend easily if you're not careful and, and uh, cause problems by... Lots of things we're learning to do for every missionary. So. Birthdays are tricky to navigate. They really are. So we've, we've had our share of birthday blunders here as well. So, uh, well, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, thank you for being on today. Do you still send out a prayer letter? I do. Okay. So what's the best way then that people can stay up to date with your story? And they can email me with at jeremy at wwntbm.net and I can add you to my list, uh, email list, or you can find me at wwntbm.com uh, and look through the list of missionaries there under Worldwide New Testament Baptist Mission. You'll be able to find us as well. So. All right. We'll have all that in the description link below. And uh, again, really grateful. Thanks for taking the time out of your schedule to join us today and tell us these stories. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Josh. Appreciate it having me on. All right. Well, for those of you that have joined us today, this has been Josh Wagart with Brother Jeremy Lockhart, and you have been listening to the Missionary Micro Stories podcast. Thanks for joining.